All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you very much, Lisa. Welcome to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 53, brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant out in beautiful Sherwood Park, Alberta. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter, at Sherwood Ford, and on Instagram, at Sherwood Ford underscore the Giant. I do encourage you to check them out on social media. Why? Because they have always got... Some fantastic charitable initiatives going on. Dan, what did we just have? We just had something with them, didn't we? They, we just, uh, yeah, they just donated, uh, I think it was about $6,000 to the Alberta Cancer Society from the Race for the Cure um, event that we were at in mid-August. Uh, so they, they wrapped that up because they were, they were still donating money for every uh, test drive that people took uh, for the year, or for the, uh, for the month. Thanks, Rick, for... Pointing out my hands that nobody could see. Um, and then this weekend, um, they, we just announced that the Nation Truck will be out on the streets of Edmonton for uh, an event called Wheels of Wellness, which they're going to be raising money for the Stollery. Uh, so people can go to our Instagram, that's official Oilers Nation, and, uh, and feel free to donate and join our team. Go ahead and follow Sherwood Ford on Twitter, again, at Sherwood Ford, and on Instagram, at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. Make sure that you're keeping up to date with all the amazing things that they are doing in the community. And you want a new truck? You want a new car? You want a 1987 Ford Escort GT? You head on out to Sherwood Park and you see our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. You may notice, listener of this podcast, one of you, Dad, thank you, that we sound a little bit different today. Very different. We are working in, we are workshopping the new podcast studio that we have 
at Nation HQ. It's very Wayne's world in here. It is very Wayne's world in here. There's lights, there's cameras, there's microphones everywhere. There's We're still the construction being built. House. So if we sound a little bit different, we're testing out new mics. Tyler, what else we got going on? You got all kinds of shit around you. Yeah, well, we got the new mics on our shirts now. They pin to our t-shirts, which is fancy, called a lav mic in the business, I suppose. Huh? Um, wow. And apart from that, we still got the roadcaster going down here. We got a couple of big monitors, a couple of big lights, a camera in case we want to make this a video cast at some point in the near future, which we might be doing. But most of this was done for Dusty. We're just now milking it and testing it. So we are going to plug Dusty's new show that is coming up on Monday. It's called Two Guys and a Goalie. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So if we sound different this week, if it sounds weird, just bear with us, man. We're trying to, we're, we're getting some at-bats in. Yeah, and we don't have the room fully soundproofed yet. So if it's a little echoey and you're like, this podcast is fucking trash, maybe try again next week when it'll be a little less echoey. It harkens, it harkens back to the time when I was the sound producer of Nation Real Life. And the room was super echoey, and it was a real problem. And I was just pretending like I knew what I was doing. I think You're the looking point at here my is microphone, that... Tyler. Well, I'm just making sure everyone's got their labs in a good spot. And how's I... my laugh? Am I okay? <laughs> might have the best lav placement out of everybody. He's uh, got the hoodie, so that would be my uh, government name, Tyler. Fuck. Government name from Tyler to start off this week's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Should I bleep it out or should I try that again? I just moved my laptop. I think, actually, I think now we should just bleep it out and then go into the correct one. I like that better. It adds the human element. It lets people know that Tyler Uremchuk is We're not human. perfect over here. Yeah. We're not perfect. And We're just trying our best. We're down here trying our best. We're in a basement. That's how the whole company started. Yes. In a basement. Blogging. Mom's Mom trying her best. So again, if you got any yeah. feedback... Send them directly to Tyler. His email is tyler <laughs> at oilersnation.com. Tyler at oilersnation.com. If you hate the podcast, be sure to let him know. Send oh. him there. Do not talk to me about it because I don't want to hear it. Or if you just want to hang out, shoot me a note. Yeah. If you want to have a guy <laughs> brag about his intramural sports. Actually, you know what the nice part about being friends with Tyler is? And this is, this is me being genuine. Every morning when I wake up, I'll check my social media or my text messages and there is something in there from Tyler telling me to get up, seize the day, and get on the ground. Uh, he's he's one of the most motivational people I know. Congrats, buddy. Thanks, guys. Back to business. <laughs> Let's get to some important Oilers topics. Ken Holland this week, gentlemen, said that Connor McDavid could potentially miss the entire preseason. Now, we talked about this last week. None of us in this room, or I guess we were in a different room, but none of us... On the podcast, thought it was a big deal. Does anybody has anybody changed their mind? No, no, no. A lot of heads shaking. No, that's what we all said. Ken Holland's quote was: "If he was fully healthy, he'd play two or three games." This is talking about the preseason. If he was fully healthy, he'd be play two or three games. This is a unique situation. Either he'll play one game at most, or very likely zero. We have three weeks to go, and we are going to be conservative. We'd rather be safe than sorry. If he isn't going to be ready for opening night, then he's just not ready. Tyler, what do you think about Ken Holland's approach on this? I think it's the ba- it's bang on. It's the right approach, man. Like, there's no benefit. I've said this before. I sound like a broken record. There's no benefit to Connor McDavid going out there when he, even if he's only, even if he's at ninety five percent, no benefit to him going out and playing against a bunch of third and fourth liners and like the preseason. He doesn't need it, man. He's Connor McDavid. The, he doesn't need to get into game shape or anything. His brain is always in game shape. We have enough guys that need preseason to try and figure out where they are. Are they as good as we want them to be? 
You don't, yeah, you, Connor's just taking away ice time for those guys. He doesn't need it. It's, look at the NFL. They what, They play maybe a quarter in the third game, and that's it. Yeah. And even now, that's starting to go away more and more, right? Because it used to be for they the, played almost the, the whole guys, third yeah. game. Yeah. As we keep going, it's less and less and less. And, less, and if you have a hole in your fucking uh, end zone, you're not playing at all. Like, these guys, you don't need it. He's ready to go. Come October 2nd, I fully anticipate seeing him on the ice. And oh, if he's not there for the season opener, I think it'll be disappointing. But again, I'd rather have missed the first two games of the year then come back and be like, ooh, something's not right, and then he's out for another month. Honestly, it's a luxury that we are afforded now because the scratch tickets exist. Yeah. Is that mic better? Is that mic better? Yeah, um, your mic yeah. placement's good. Um, yeah, the scratch tickets exist, and we and like Rick said, we need to we need to find out what we have on our tickets. And so you use the preseason games to kind of figure that out, fizzle that out. We'll figure out the bottom six for sure, uh, outside of Riley Sheehan, I think. And uh, yeah, we'll go about it. And, Go win some regular season games when Connor's good and ready to go. All Hell I it. care about the most is that Connor is healthy as he can be before he plays a meaningful game. It, it kind of reminds me of the collarbone thing. And that was a more defined injury in the sense that a broken bone is a broken bone. It's not a ligament. It's a little bit different. And the Oilers were ultra conservative with his collarbone, if you remember. And then when he did come back, he scored one of the most ridiculous goals I've ever seen against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Do you want him to score more ridiculous goals? Of course you do. Of course you do. Well, and then on the flip side, Bagnell too. There was the when he had the death flu, and yeah, and he was he was still great. He was still Connor, but we forced him into the games and 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 forced him to keep playing because he probably forced he was, himself. Well, it's the flu. Better, yeah. Connor McDavid was not taking any that's time true. off because he has a yep. hundred and twelve fucking temperature. But I hope that Ken Holland would have the uh, the guts to just say, "Listen, Connor, let's take a week." Are you going to say that to Connor? Are you going to look Connor in the eye and say, no, you can't be on the ice right now? I feel like he probably has. I feel like he probably has it. Because to no, me, doctors probably, are because of his well, ligaments yeah. and that's fine. But if he has a cough, oh, yeah. you're going to look at him and say, no, I'm sorry, you got hell no. But that's a cold that took took him like a month, two months to get over. Like it, was just, but it wasn't just a cold. Remember when like it came out and he had like basically he every lost. ailment under the sun, essentially? I don't know. It was weird. Well, all of those ailments and that still couldn't bring him down. He was still a point-per-game guy, so right now we've got Dan. He is adjusting his mic. He's adjusting. Yeah, so we're, doing this. we're working on it. We're doing it on the fly here. Go, like, in between the first and second buttons of your oh, very yeah. nice golf shirt. That's the spot. Yeah, okay. that's a good spot right there. All right, we did it. We're yeah, in. that sounds better. That's where, I keep my work ra- that's where I keep my work radio down there, too. Yeah. No, it didn't. <laughs> I thought it was the We Are Back button. It's the previously on Big Brother button. If you are a fan of uh, the Real Life Podcast, you will know that button from our BB Talks that end off all our shows in the summer. Yeah. However, this is ON Radio. We need a label maker. Not off bad. the rails in a new room. The How do those buttons title. work? Can we like set different beds to them for the different podcasts? Uh, yeah. We should, we should come up with some fun buttons. If you are listening and you have some fun buttons that Tyler can associate for ON Radio, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Do we only get eight, though? Yeah, you only get eight. Okay. Can we all choose our... Uh, we all should choose our own little... Uh, oh, like a goal song. Yeah, like when you have a scorching hot take, you can have like... Speaking of goal songs, how much better would it be if the NHL allowed players to pick their own goal song? Who are you, Jason Greger? He I brings bet this up like every three months. Does he really? Oh yeah, on his did show. You, did you guys... I bet you it's not the NHL. I bet you it's just the. T- it's just has never gotten there because everything's so conservative from before. Now that yeah. we're getting outside of that, now you see uh, what was it, Hall and PK are talking on their on their uh, Twitter about what goal song they want for you know the team in general. Well, Nurse came out yesterday on the Oilers official account and asked for people to suggest the. Game-winning song to play in the locker room. Yeah, 
I also want to shout out to Darnell Nurse for uh, his hype video that came out yesterday. In a Ferrari? It was oh. so good, man. He's cruising in a Ferrari, doing a little workout. Shout out to you, Darnell. Hey, man, he's, ready to, he's ready to go this year. I hope so. Oh. Oilers need him. Oilers need him. In other news, just now, just as we started recording, Jason Greger's article went up at OilersNation.com about Kyle Brodziak officially shutting his career down. Well, it's not a... It's an injury or is it a retirement? It's well, he's going on LTIR. He's going to get. Is paid. he actually going? Because they said they, I think it was actually his show where he said he didn't need to put him on LTIR for whatever reasons. It's some about um, how much you save in the long run, something, something, something. Mm-hmm. But they were just going to put him on the on the regular injured. This morning, Edmonton Oilers head coach Dave Tippett confirmed that Kyle Brozak did not pass his physical and would not be on the ice tomorrow for day one of training camp, according to Gregor's article. Brodziak hurt his back at some point in April. He hasn't been on the ice since April 1st when they were in Vegas. When they spoke in May, Brodziak told Gregor confidentially that he didn't think he was going to be able to play this season. And that kind of just came out officially today. So It's a bummer. It is a bummer. He's a, he's a strong veteran guy. But you know what? For a guy that was drafted in the seventh round to go out and play more than 900 NHL games is no joke. Yep. It is no joke. The disappointing part about his career, I guess, is that the Oilers traded him as he was heading into his prime. And what they got back, I mean, is a typical Oilers kind of move, right? He, for a guy who was drafted by the Oilers, he retired as an Oiler, which is great. You'd love that with every prospect you draft. The only issue is he wasn't an Oiler for the best parts of his career, which sucks. Yeah, and I, I think if you do have the time, it's a long one. Gregor's article is long. Go through and read it because he talks about why he made the decision to shut it down. He's got a young family. He turns, he's 35 years old. He's thinking about the future. Um, you know, he's had NHL paychecks for a long time now, yeah. so he's going to be fine. But he is, and it's kind of like a trend we're seeing now a little bit, that guys are thinking ahead. Guys are, I mean, you know, he's on the back nine. He was in the tail end of his yeah. career, but still. You just don't push through those those injuries near the end of your career when there's really no benefit outside of it. What, what are you going to get at the end of it? Well, in yeah. a year and a half, you're going to Maybe have, a cup. But maybe still, a, like, well, you're gonna be a maybe. You're going to be a PTO guy at that point, yeah. right? I was just going to say, he's looking, at, he's looking at a blockade of guys in front of him that are younger, faster, all that stuff. And, so. I mean, athletes are starting to think about life a little bit more. Yep. you got to give them credit for that. Like 100%. When you're that age, you said they go, all right, if you're Brodziak's case, he has what, probably around 20 mil in the bank? All right, I can push it for two more years, and maybe I get twenty-two million in the bank. Yeah, when I'm sixty, my back's gonna be so fucked I can't play with my grandkids. Like, you can never fault the guy for retiring ever. I respect it. Um, very nice things. Again, going back to Gregor's article, he talked to some of Brodziak's former teammates, just what he was like as a teammate, what he was like in the locker room, what he was like to compete with. So he spoke to Jared Spurgeon. He talked to former Oiler Tom Gilbert. He talked to Scotty Upshaw. He talked to Ken Hitchcock. He talked to Miko Koivu. So there's a lot of great quotes in there about Kyle Brodziak. I encourage you to go to OilersNation.com. Check out the article. Read. Enjoy. Learn a little bit about a player who was not guaranteed anything. After being drafted in the seventh round, he went out and fucking earned himself 917 NHL games. You didn't mention that Scotty Upshaw is also a former Oiler. Scotty Upshaw, former PTO with the Edmonton Oilers. If, I remember, if I remember correctly, your old boy Bag Milk broke that news last yep. summer, and there was certain MSM around this city that said, well, I'll believe it when a reliable source writes about it, and then boom, in your fucking face. You want to call him up by name? No, I'm not okay. going to say his name. Good. He knows who he is. Mm-hmm. 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 Other news today? 
<laughs> Can we do the chest bounding sounds now? The... Yeah. Mm. Everybody go watch Dan is now Street. punching his lab mic. <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed listening to that. Other news today, the Oilers' third jersey officially came out, despite the fact that this has been floating around on social. We had it on The Nation about a month ago, a month and change ago. Tyler, you had it on Twitter ages ago. I will start with you, sir. What do you think now that this has officially come out as the Oilers' third jersey? At first, I was like, man, this is terrible. They fucked with it. I hate it. Um, And now I'm looking at it. I kind of, towards the end, like when we got the leak online, I was like, okay, Maybe it won't look too terrible once they get like on the ice and you see it in full uniform. I still don't like it. I wish they would have gone a different direction. I don't like that they messed with the logo. To me, the Oilers have an iconic logo and it should never be messed with. And to go to the all orange thing, I don't know. Like It is a third jersey, so it's not worth losing your shit about. But I would have preferred something a little bit more like a classic hockey sweater because that's what I think the Oilers look best in. But... I'm not going to be like screaming on Twitter all year being like, oh, it'd be nice if they won a game and they weren't wearing these fucking ugly jerseys. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, though. The logo, the original Oilers logo from the WHA days was all orange. Yeah, it was all orange with the white background. Maybe if they would have kept a white background on there, maybe it would have looked a little bit sharper. I'm yeah. not, the two-tone thing isn't really my vibe, but. My big thing with any jersey is you, you have to reserve your judgment. I mean, obviously we don't, but. You reserve your judgment until you see it under the big lights on the ice. Like, yeah. like the Jets jersey last year looked like dog shit in their releases. But as soon as that blue hit the ice, the pop was just there. So it'll be interesting to see how this orange works with that dark navy blue on the ice. When when I love the Team North America jersey, and I know that that's kind of the aesthetic they were going for. So we'll see. Rick, what do you think? The picture today looked better than any of the other pictures I've seen before. But again, you'll see it on the ice. But at the end of the day... It is what it is. I would have preferred something in the older royal blue type, but yeah, they just make some money right now. In two years, we'll get our royal blues and go to royal blues and whites and let's go. Well, that's like you nailed it. All this is about is moving units. That's all they care about is selling jerseys. So that's why in another couple of years, we're going to have a different third jersey. That's why, to me, my take is that I have no take. I don't care. Yeah, I don't like it. Just it is what it is. We're here to give our yeah. opinions, whatever. Let's get on. I don't care what the fuck they're winning as long as they're, uh, what they're wearing as long as they're winning. Twelve yeah. and thirteen year olds will love it, and there you go. They'll sell a bunch. Kids will be opening presents on Christmas Day, having the new Oilers third. They'll be stoked, and there you go. That's, that's the goal. So they did it. Wanya will go buy it and wear it around proudly. Oh, you know Wanya's got a. He probably has it already. Right that's why we haven't seen him today. He's probably sitting in line somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't go on sale until Monday, I believe. Oh, he's, he's first in line then. Absolutely. That guy got to that Jollibee or whatever like three days before. <laughs> Wanye's lined up outside the Oilers store in Kingsway right now, just sitting there. He if set you, up his tip. A little Wanye jersey story for you. The Before Connor McDavid's draft year, he had me order a Connor McDavid captain jersey for the Edmonton Oilers. True. As soon as the Oilers won the lottery. So if they won the lottery on, I don't remember what day of the week it was, but if it was a Thursday, Friday. I had it. Okay, so if it was Friday, Monday, I ordered it. It was either a Friday or Saturday. I just sit on the couch and I don't think I moved for two hours. No, My jaw dropped. Of course. No, it's we a beautiful didn't get day. Him. Did we get? We it's a beautiful day. It's crazy. Know what else is crazy? The savings that you can get from our friends out at Sherwood Ford, Sherwood Park, Alberta. Not only do they do charitable initiatives that we mentioned a little bit earlier, they are also about moving units. They are about moving trucks. They are about making sure your family can get from point A to point B in one of the sexiest vehicles on the road. You know, we never talked about it before, Bag Milk, but I think you can buy the truck, the nation truck, out from under Jay. 
Is that a thing? I think so. I could be wrong, and I'm sorry, Sherwood Ford, if this isn't true. No, that dude. The, no, the guy at the golf tournament, the Nation Golf Tournament. Dave. Yeah, he. Uh, no, not the, only was David he. Or Ernesto. No, no, Ernesto. Ernesto, not the egg guy. Yeah. So Dave, <laughs> Dave from Sherwood Ford is their marketing manager. Rick and I are talking about the hole in one. And all of a sudden, just casually, he pulls out an HPE, just grabs a hard-boiled egg and starts knocking it on the windshield of a golf cart. And then walks into the trees, peels it, plops her home. Little snack. Gives us the uh, nutritional uh, information on it. Man, Absolutely. he is a fitness guru. 80 calories on that baby. But the, it was the other guy who was like, Ernesto. hey guys, if you can't win it, you can buy it. No, seriously, here's my card. Here's my card. Giving out his card to everybody, I will sell you this truck. Please go so to you Sherwood can, Ford. Fairly certain you can buy it. Let's crowdsource this. Let's get a bunch of nation fans <laughs> together. We'll timeshare Jay's Timeshare We can timeshare his truck right out from underneath him while he's over in Europe. Be oh, great. that'd be sweet. <laughs> he comes back from Finland. We'll talk about Jay being a Finland. Where is later. the truck right now? Uh, Graham's driving it. Because oh, it's going to be going in the uh, the wheels for wellness this weekend. Oh, yes. Of course. It's right. I think you told me about this. Sherwood Ford is participating in Wheels for Wellness. Check that out. They're raising money for the Stollery. Again, follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. Training camp, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, kicks off tomorrow officially for the Edmonton Oilers. So that means the boys are back in town. We already talked about Connor potentially missing the preseason. What I did want to talk about is Zach Cassian had a funny quote that came out today on Twitter. <laughs> Loved it. He it said, nobody should be walking around like our shit don't stink. We haven't accomplished what we wanted. We've let ourselves, the team, and the city down. We're coming in here ready to compete. Do you, My question for you guys is, this is not an unexpected quote from a guy like Cassian. He's a veteran. He's yeah. seen a lot. He's saying the things you want him to say. Does this stuff get you excited? Do you care? Are you too jaded? Are you guarded, Tyler? Uh, I, I think it's all a part of kind of the hype of a new season, right? Having these guys come in here, like Leon today going, I don't care if I score less than 20 goals. If we make the playoffs, he said he'll be happy. And Cassian saying, you know, we let the city down. We let ourselves down. We let the team down, all that. It's all just a part of the excitement of a new season. You get to read these fun quotes as a fan. You get a little bit jazzed up. You go, man... Cassian's clearly a man on a mission. He's scoring 25 this year. Fucking book it, right? That's all kind of, it's all part of the fun. I think next year what we should do is we should put together a bingo card. Yeah. And you, once you hit the bingo from camp day, then you win some nation gear or something. We all go upstairs and we crush fireball that's in yes. that box waiting for us. Yeah, yeah keep buying that up, man. Mm. We should have brought it down here. Oh, we should have. All the crazy quotes are, or like all the quotes are kind of like the feel-good quotes. The thing, I think the one that kind of stuck out to me was the Leon Dreisaitl quote, though. So that's the Leon Dreisaitl so quote that both Tyler and Dan mentioned, he says, if I score 20 goals and we make the playoffs, I'll be very happy. And I'll be very drunk. Oh, but, but. Well, and there's a guy that, you know, there's, we, we, we just had the story break about Malkin where he, he chased Kessel out of town because Kessel was so worried about his Recap that real achievements. quickly for those who don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it, it broke out just overnight in the last two days, I think, that Evgeny Malkin uh, asked for Kessel. He, said, he basically said it's either me or Kessel at this point. Because I don't want a guy <laughs> on my team that uh, is more concerned with his personal personal statistics than making the playoffs and winning a championship. I love that. Man. Which is which so is just good. an absolute power move because who is going to choose anybody? And but they Malcolm. were boys at one point. Yep. Like Malcolm and Kessel were friends, and then they had a big falling out last year, and that was part of the shit show. Like, <laughs> but how good is that fucking fire so of Malcolm? Oh yeah. Like that guy cares. You're a Penguins fan, and you're just like, okay, all right, we're going into another season. And Malkin's chased off the fucking fluff. Phil ate Gino's hot dogs and now Gino's pissed. <laughs> Can you imagine if like Dan like went up to management here and was like, listen, 
Can't stand Rick. It's me or him on the pod. Well, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Best of luck to you guys. No, yeah, fair enough. It's it, but it, yeah, like if you're a Penguins fan, you're fucking pumped. If you're a Coyotes fan, ooh, there's well, another guy. The way I think about it is, I wonder how much that kind of stuff happens all the time. But it's just this one oh, came yeah. out. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And it, it not only did it come out, it was two high-profile players mm-hmm. where it came out, and I love that. Yeah. I love that. Phil takes so much shit no matter where he goes, whether Steve it's from the media. Well, Steve Simmons has been hating on him for years now. <laughs> it's just so funny that this guy will go out and he consistently rips points, but he is allegedly, in my opinion, a shitbag in the room. Yep. And just people are like, God, he just has to go. Yep. Just has to go. Goes to phantom hot dog vendors everywhere. I want to interject with something. I don't know if I was sleeping for the whole offseason and misses. Eric Greibel got a PTO. Yep. Yeah, he got yesterday. a PTO in Just Calgary. yesterday, though. Oh, it was just, just yesterday? Yeah, okay. the same day they signed Mark Stone, which no one's really sure whether that's allowed or not. It yeah. is. I believe it is because that's the... So the so the so what you're referencing there is when you buy out a player, you're not supposed to be able to then re-sign him. In the calendar year, is it the... I think it's only for compliance buyouts. It was the one freebie compliance buyout. That was the rule. And everyone just thought it was going to be every buyout throughout the CBA. And obviously, since it's never happened, everyone just kept living under that assumption. Arguably, it should be, So he's my getting, opinion. He's getting two paychecks from these guys. He mm-hmm. is, but it's but his cap number comes down, I think, $3 million <laughs> yeah. now. Like the Oilers so. could have re-signed Sekiro for one mil and still been saving money, but Sekiro would have made more money. Like... It's a how, weird wrinkle. The how good would it be? Here. How good so would it be good. if the Flames were the first ones to figure this out, and other teams were like, "Sorry, Sakara, we can't sign you because of the rules." You know, yeah. the, the Flames, Flames have made, the like, Flames have made some interesting mistakes boots. before, so yeah. I would sit back and oh, wait because yeah. yeah. it was Ryan O'Reilly. They almost sold the farm for or something like that, and they technically didn't have a chance to get them. And yeah. They've done a couple weird things. Well, over he, yeah. was his thing that he was on. He would have had to go on waivers for the entire league to grab. Yeah, yeah, it was, Calgary, it was something like, silly like that. Yeah. Calgary was third on the waiver order or second on the waiver order, and Columbus was sitting there like, "Holy fuck, yeah. we can get Ryan O'Reilly for free." <laughs> Just <laughs> to know. recap, what the Flames have done this year, they have of course traded for Milan Lucic. Can we just make the fart noise every time you talk about the Flames? <laughs> they signed Cam Talbot. Tobias Reeder has been invited in on a PTO, and now Never Eric Griba is in on a PTO as well. My joke that all summer long the Flames are picking up Oilers cast-offs just keeps looking better and better. And I am occupying two-bedroom condos in the minds of Flames fans everywhere. And I love it. I love it. I noticed Rexall's out of seats. Did we just ship those down the highway too? Are they going to put those in the saddle dome? Yeah, that was I'm surprised that's not going to be their new arena. We're just going to lift. It's that I suck at picking yep. GIF of they're just going to take Rexall, they're going to move it down the highway, and there's your new arena. Enjoy. So he's like he's going to do like the Simpsons things where they uh, did the whole uh, Trump coming down, and then 20 years later it actually happens. Absolutely. I suck at picking says, oh, we're going to ship the old Rexall down the highway, and they are getting their new arena. Do they even know this? Like, we're tearing it down. It folds up real nicely. Put it on the back of a flatbed. Whip it down there. Bring it back out. Yeah, man. Where do you guys think it that all jum- works? Where do you guys think that Jumbotron from Rexall Place ends up? It's going to end up in the I'm studio. I'm hoping it be right here with the light bulb. We're going to take, take away any remaining space we have in this room we're in, and we're just going to put the Jumbotron right in the middle. One light bulb in your face just blinking. Two guys in a goalie is going to kick off, and you can't see Dusty, Matt Cassian, or Joaquin <laughs> Gage. You can't see any of them. All you see is scoreboard. Well, no, that's what we have the cameras for, because then we put the uh, put the cameras on them, and then that comes up on the scoreboard. Oh, that'd be nice. Right? That'd be nice. Man, I don't have the technical experience to do any of this. We got Mike A. Yeah, Mike, oh, Mike A. Okay, good. Mike's doing it. Yeah, we he's got doing, it. He's, he's fine. 
Uh, I want to get back to Leon's quote where he says, if I score 20 less goals, which would still be a 30-goal season. I saw some whiners on Twitter being like, well, if he scores 20 goals less, that's bad. Let's not pretend like a 30-goal season is some fucking slouch. He said 20 goals less and make we the make the playoffs. I don't care if he has fucking uh, reader numbers and we make the fucking playoffs. The point is exactly that he's not worried about what he puts up on the score sheet as long as the Oilers are in the fucking playoffs. And that's what people need to focus on, not the fucking goal shit. And that's an underrated part about having all these guys locked up to long-term deals. Like, not that it would ever really be an issue with Connor McDavid, but having him, having Leon, even having guys like Clefbaum and stuff, like, the fact that they have still term left on their deals, I feel like it just has you almost playing a more team-focused game. You have no you're, other options. If you're sitting there at game 41 if, and you're Leon and you have 15 goals, it's not like, oh, fuck, in the back of your head, you're not like, oh, my God, what's my next deal going to look like? Holy shit. It's like, hey, man. We just gotta win some cups. Yeah, so he's got a, he's got a, a timeline in front of him. They yeah. all do, and they're like, okay, let's get at it. It's not just a one year thing. So I think what we're all agreeing again, nobody's nobody cares that Leon would be happy to score thirty goals and still make the playoffs. I would be happy if no one on the if no one on the Oilers scored more than twenty goals, but they made the playoffs. I'd be happy. Hundred percent. Well, that's yeah. Miko Koskinen has a nine eighty seven save percentage in that <laughs> yes. situation, but and you know 20, what I mean. And twenty goals. Right, like if, if McDavid doesn't win MVP and they don't get a single major award other than a fucking cup, like no one sits at there at the end of the year and goes, would have been nice though, like the cup would have been better if McDavid yeah. had the heart. Imagine yeah. us writing the article about the NHL awards and being like, ah, oh, we didn't get anything. Oh yeah, but the fucking Stanley Cup is the yeah. Edmonton Oilers. Who gives a shit? People are whiners. Yep. Naturally. I'm in full Kool-Aid mode right now and you guys are harshing my buzz. Rex even got his fucking Oilers shoes on. I got, right got my preseason shoes on. There's a last year's version. I have two new pairs for this year. I still have the orange and the blue uh, mixed up sho- uh, shoes. I've got five or six pairs of Oilers shoes. I'm ready to go. Let's let's get the season going. Yeah, man. Like I'm still drinking the Kool Aid too. Like I think you know, 40 goals for Leon is doable. I'm excited for James Neal to play with Nuge and score 25 goals. Like 27, 27, 28, 29. I don't care. He's scoring a lot though. I don't think that there's anybody. In the Edmonton Oilers fandom, especially in the nation, that doesn't drink the Kool-Aid at this time of the season. Yeah. We're I don't know, man. Hyped. We're I don't all know, hyped. man. You need to spend more time moderating that comment <coughs> section. Well, fair enough. I'll add that to your task list. There's there you so You're trying to cover up a cough, and now you have like a, what is this thing called? A lav mic, yes. and you can't do shit about it, Tyler. Yes. <laughs> he even has <laughs> access to the back. He's leaning back, but it's going with him. <laughs> he's leaning back, and the mic is following him. He's now he's leaving the room. <laughs> Tyler, oh, man, these lav mics have changed the game up. Tyler is dying. He is gone. So I think like, we might be looking for a new producer who knows how to use these big TV screens over here. We need to get like, you a cough button, bro. Six episodes ago, he's Tyler just he looks ranted fine. about me sneezing and coughing. He, and he has the cough button. He's he didn't back. even use it. He's back. He didn't he even good. use it. Middle of water. Get himself settled. Just nice. get back on that grind, man. This is what Every we need to great day. This is why we need to live stream this stuff. Now I need to decide if I want to edit this out or not. No, nope. I don't think so. Nope. I think this is going in. This, this is, is real life. This is live stream. It's just how it goes, baby. This is podcast studio episode 1.0. That Velcro sound is good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, Tyler is readjusting his microphone, right, getting back in the game. I am Whoa. here to tell you about our friends at SkipTheDishes.ca. They have literally hundreds of restaurants available. They will bring it to your house. You want Maybe you want a nice chicken curry. Maybe you're feeling a nice little chicken curry. That sounds good. See, Rick's in. You go to SkipTheDishes.ca, you find a place that sells some chicken curry, you bring it to your house. Maybe you want a nice pad tie. You're like, oh, the news is on. 
oodle noodles on skip the dishes. I'll just go there and I'll order a nice pad thai. Maybe I want whatever. Maybe I want 15 spicy chickens from Popeyes. Maybe that's what I want. Is this the time and place to, to push out like, hey, Skip, have you met my friend Arby's? Arby's, have you met my friend Skip? Yes. Can you guys sit down? You know, I will fill the contracts. Like, what do we got to do here? What we need to do is we need to get Arby's on Skip the Dishes because I love Skip the Dishes and I love Arby's. And this is a marriage that needs to happen. It needs to. And can we get Arby's in the same building as Popeye's? Like, Taco Bell and KFC was back in the day? That would save, it your, would save me gas. That would save your tours. Or... It would save your skip the dishes driver exactly. gas because you could just go yeah next door yeah one 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 to the other bang bring it back to my place let's go skip the dishes.ca go get yourself something to eat get yourself fed get yourself fifteen spicy chicken sandwiches from Popeyes why because you're hungry and you need sustenance you're a growing boy or girl whatever you are however pro, whatever pronoun you use I will accept it skip the dishes.ca they will too they will bring you food now Evan Bouchard is making his second training camp appearance for the Edmonton Oilers. Last year, he cracked the lineup, played a few games. There was some shenanigans before he was sent down. Was there? Word on the street was that Peter Shirelli wanted to keep him around all year. Tom McClellan gave his greatest gift to the Oilers ever by saying, no, I'm not playing him, send him down. Shout out to Tom McClellan. Thanks, Todd. I bet he's got a bunch of new suits for his gig in LA. Fresh haircut. Back to Evan Bouchard. Do you think it's going a little darker, his hair? I bet it's getting lighter with the sunshine. Yeah, the sun. Oh, good point. Yeah, he's got to get some of that purple good shampoo point. that girls use to make sure that shit don't go yellow. Less, yeah. less stress down there, though. Oh, yeah. I'm Humble. going to LA in December. Humble break. Yeah. That's a travel guy. Not a big deal. What are you going I'm going to go see, I think I'll go see a Kings game. Are you going to Disneyland? I don't know. You driving? No, no, flying. What is the plan? Why are you going? Uh, I'm going to go check out uh, Rams and Eagles, or Rams and Seahawks on Sunday night. Are you, you been to an NFL I game before? Been to one a few years ago in Arizona. But are, you taking, are you taking the family? Uh, no, just me and my girlfriend. So we probably will go to Disneyland. I don't think she's ever been. So. Are you going to start gonna a family? Your kid? Am I going to start a family? Yeah. You're not bringing your kid to Disneyland. Oh, boy. <laughs> That is a drama. Like, some people might not get the joke. I, I don't have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Evan Bouchard. I want to talk to you guys about realistically whether or not Ken Holland being the GM of the Edmonton Oilers in his second year affects his ability to perhaps crack the lineup this year. Obviously, Ken Holland was known in Detroit for letting guys marinate in the minors. He had a hell of a team in front of him, though. That's true. We're going to factor all these things in. After I read this quote from Ken Holland, you guys think. If a young player isn't in the lineup, he's going to the American Hockey League. If he is in the lineup, then we have further conversations about where he fits. I'd rather make the call during the season to call a player up than make the call during the season to send him down. I think it's easier for their mind and mentality to be working their way up than working their way down. Young players have to take a job from a veteran meaning he has to be in the lineup every night. Rick, his hand is in the air. He's very polite. A quick quick aside here. I believe that would have been fantastic last year with somebody that wears a number that's real close to Wayne Gretzky's number. Somebody that can lick his own eyelid? Holy. Yep. Yeah, it's. uh, I think that quote right there just kind of says that he's not fucked, but it's like a good good thing for Evan. No, you know what? I, I still read it as... He's needed, he needs to take a spot. And I've yeah. said it for months now that yep. I think that ever since they said Russell's going to be a lefty and then they said Nurse and Larson are together, that obviously leaves a spot open uh, with Clefbaum getting probably more offensive minutes. 
I don't believe that's where you want to put Benning. I think Benning is perfect where he is. Therefore, there's a spot left open up there that's going to have a lot of offensive minutes. You can need a right-hand shot, and I've said it's going to be between Bouchard and Pearson for however long now. And Clefbaum did say today it yeah. looks like he's going to be starting off with Pearson, which is fine. But you, Bouchard's going to have it's going to be 50-50, 60-40. Bouchard's going to have an opportunity there. Whoever wins that spot will be playing day one there. Back to Ken Holland. He says, my philosophy has always been to be very patient with young players. Now, I did put Dylan Larkin on the Detroit Red Wings when he was 19. So for every rule, there's an exception. I thought Bouchard played very well in the two rookie games. I think he was our best conditioned athlete of all the rookies. He put in the work this summer. Tip and I are looking forward to watching preseason and seeing how it all shapes out. We're going to have to carry seven, and he is not fighting for a seventh spot. He's fighting for a top six spot. My philosophy always has been when you're putting the roster together, I'll say to the coach, who's playing tomorrow? Just tell me who's in the lineup. So I guess that means if Bouchard is kind of the seventh D-man, he's He's, he's not playing big. seven. We, I mean, th- everybody in this room will agree he's not the seventh defenseman. No, you can't have He's that. either with Clefbaum or he's going back down. Yeah. You can't have like, so there is your, no, There's no other, there's no, no other option. For what does your right side look like right now? So we know Daryl's playing with Adam Larson. Yeah. Clefbaum today says that he thinks he'll be starting at least with uh, Pearson in training camp. And then Benning is the last one. So it's either it's Bouchard slash Ben or Bouchard slash Pearson, whichever one. Yeah. And, it's, and then it's Larson and then it's Benning. Do you think that Pearson being a little bit older gives him extra leash, or does that not matter? I think him not being a highly coveted prospect who they're really, like, trying to develop. Like, obviously, everyone, you're trying to improve all your players, but they're not sitting there going, like, in five years, we need Joel Pearson to be a top-four demon, right? They're not... It's not that same developmental trajectory. Like, if Pearson's your seventh D, no one in the organization or none of the fans are going to be like, you're wasting him. No, exactly. Pearson can play that seventh D and, like, yeah. swap in and out with the five, six, seven guys. They can do a little cycle, but you can't do that, Bouchard. The and thing that would be interesting to me is if Pearson proves he can play with Clefbaum and starts the year with Clefbaum, then who's your seventh D? Is Holland okay with Ethan Bear being that guy? Is Holland okay with Caleb Jones being that guy? Because then it gets interesting because they don't really have another veteran just hanging around. Did you no, think they you could fishing in the waiver wa- the waiver wire for that? No. Yeah, you could. No, I think you look at the AHL. I mean, you got hold on day down there. You got I can you bring up Keegan. I mean, you're just looking for a guy who's going to be able to handle the job, and it's going to be very sporadic until Christmas time when one of these other kids yeah. takes it. You're telling me a guy that we scouted for two years is not going to be in the mix today. Oh, I forgot Brandon Manning was still around. <laughs> oh, fuck. Manning's still here. Dude, yeah, he's not around. here. I don't know. He's, dude, I don't he, think... Like, is he even on... Is he he on was at any... the golf tournament. He won the long drive comp. Well, there's that. <laughs> Congratulations, my friend. <laughs> uh, no, dude, that's earned. a good point. Because swapping out Manning for someone like Caleb Jones Costs only you. saves you $300,000. It's not... He's not the worst guy to have as your as your oh shit we don't have a guy tonight yeah. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, until you're practicing and Connor's going around him and practicing, takes him to the goddamn post again. The, the thing is, and, it, and it's just <laughs> to me, it's like the the cool thing to see would be: Are we saying that it's either Pearson or Bouchard, or do we think that maybe Pearson and Bouchard could be in there? Pearson and Bouchard could be there, but it won't be Bouchard being seven. It'll be Pearson being oh, no, seven. Yeah, Bouchard yeah. or be Benning. One. I was yeah. thinking Benning might even slide into that. Oh, seven yeah. Spot. Honestly, uh, like, Matt I don't Benning's... think so. A contract, though. Unless I, I would think as a seventh defenseman, they would move him out, no? No, Benny, cool. Benny you want in your third pairing, man. I think that's a little bit too much for him to eat going up to the first. And he's really, really situated fine in that third, in that third spot. Nick, you don't have a mic, so we need you to yell. You're the fifth vote on this. Yell something. Well, okay. Can you can you hear me, Ty? Yep. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Wow, that was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm kind of I'm actually working on something with all these newcomers that are coming to the team. And I was looking at Pearson last night, early this morning, and the one concern, obviously, Rick is correct. I would say in that he's kind of either with Cloughbomb or he's not in the top six. Um, the one concern you have to have though is adjusting to the NHL ice coming from Sweden and mm-hmm. leaning on him to play top four minutes. He is a very offensive player. He played, he led his team in power play time. In fact, he led the Lakers in power play time. So played with LeBron, cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then Davis you, took a spot. Can you say the city for us? Uh, oh, geez. Vaxo. Vaxo? I don't know. Okay. So anyway, Vaxo. I, uh, Lakers. I, I think that uh, Tyler doesn't like you being off mic, by the way. Yeah, it's really driving me insane. Keep going, keep going. It's his position to lose, in, in my opinion. Okay. But Caleb right. Jones has talked about playing right, the right side. So, and what do you think about Bouchard's chances? Dan just keeps asking questions to piss Tyler off. Should I just lean up to Dan's breast? <laughs> yes. Yeah. To his chest. Get in there. Uh, Get in there for the real thing. Bouchard should play full your name, Joe. Oh, that was funny. Okay. Unless he, unless, unless he has the chops, he has unless the chops. he takes it, and then I've said that from like I'm not giving him nothing, but he comes out and takes a spot. You can't put him back in the AHL just because he's 19 or 20 or whatever the hell it is. Hold on. If, if he if takes you're the spot, to this right now, he's got just, to take the spot. If you're listening to this right now, I just wish I could take a pic. I should take a picture of t- Tyler's face Tyler's right? just, <laughs> just to like see the rage building. I have one like, more question you for fucking Nick. stop. I have one more question for Nick. What do you think of Brandon Manning's chances? <laughs> Nobody likes Brandon Manning's chance. I think Brandon Manning's a chance that. of uh, driving a ball 400 yards. There you go. Brandon Manning's going to have problems getting into the into a regular game in Bakersfield. That's well, true. Yes. He was a healthy scratch. Yeah. When you go back and you look at who the defense went on, he was a healthy scratch last year. Now they have a couple extra guys. Like you literally, he, well, yeah, ECHL. See Bouchard and Samorakov came in and... I'm curious to see how Samorakov does. Not necessarily in camp, his first pro year. I'm really curious to see how he does in Bakersfield. Uh, Sticking with the defense, Josh Morrissey just signed an 8 by 625 AAV. So 8 years, 6.25 million per. My question for you gentlemen is, what does that do for Darnell Nurse's contract? He is in the last year of that bridge deal he worked out with Shirelli. Last year, Darnell had 41 points, 10 goals and 31 assists in 82 games. That was a 0.5 0.5 points per game. His career is 0.345 points per game. Josh Morrissey had 31 points in 59 games, six goals and 25 assists for uh, 0.52 points per game. His career is slightly lower than Darnell's with a 0.32. Tyler, tell me what this means for Darnell, aside from Kaching. Um, I Well, Kaching, yeah, but I think he was going to get the old Kaching anyways. Um, this is just a good comparable for each side to use. At the end of this year, the Oilers are either going to go and say, listen, we don't think you're as impactful as someone like Josh Morrissey. We want you around the five and a half, five, seven, five range. And Darnell Nurse might go, listen, I'm going to be even better than Josh Morrissey. I want something around six, seven, five, seven mil. And that's, I think that's where the conversation starts now. It just gives each side a really good, firm, recent talking point on negotiations. Yeah, I think it sets a floor for him. I don't think he gets very much less than him. Ooh, Morrissey's pretty damn good, man. I, so I went over the numbers as per Puckpedia, and last last season, he beat him in all your normal stats, and he beat him in your fancy stats. And I think that's just where the that's where the conversation's going to go back to when it comes to the agent and the GM. So I think 6.2. I don't think he gets to 7. 
but six and a quarter to 6.75 right in there. The best thing about this is to me, it says he won't be a part of this RFA bullshit that's happening this year. The one caveat I would throw in there though, is that nurses, nurses numbers were inflated because of injury. It's not necessarily, it's not necessarily a, a slight against nurse because it shows that he has the talent, but it's just that he won't have, hopefully, knock on wood, he doesn't have the same injury opportunities that he did last year. Nurse? Yeah, like he did get some power play time and all that. Though That helped his he numbers. He deserves power play time, I think. I put him on my second, no problem. He, he's not a good passer. That's always been the knock on nurse, and I think that's going to stay the knock on nurse for a while. Okay, but if on the power play, who's passing the puck out there? To be fair, that guy should be shooting, and that's almost it. Yeah, but is your D-man who's quarterbacking it with four forwards? Well, I think you need even to that point, I think when 97's out there, he's still quarterbacking yeah, it for the most part, right? It's all going to go through him. I, I like Clefbaum as a power play guy, and I might even like Parison this year. I might even like Benning a little bit more. Well, See, and I said, yeah, Nurse yeah. on the second one. Yeah. I wouldn't put him ahead of Clefbaum. And that's where the conversation is. If Bouchard makes the team, yeah. Nurse makes the team, then things get jostled around. So And that's fine. Or yeah. Ethan Bear, man. Ethan Bear's a guy who He's kind of... Bomb. He fell off a little bit last year. Caleb Jones jumped him on the depth chart a bit, but again, that's hurt. a guy you need to look at. He got hurt before Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, and he was hurt for a bit. Yeah. I wonder if with a guy like Ethan Bear, if kind of being passed on the depth chart is... Added a little chip to the shoulder. You got to think so, right? I think because I he played eighteen week. games with the Oilers a few seasons ago to close out the year. Scored a big power play goal. Everyone went bananas because he's got a fucking hammer on him. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, Nick. I'm talking about slap shots. Do you think that he's kind of? I think this could fuel his his summer. So I, I was listening today, and they said he looks like he's in incredible shape. Which check I get. That check yeah. that off. That is bingo. that is yeah, the average thing, but. You know, when they do look better, they look bigger, whatever they, they're they going to say it. So I think he do, he's going to have that type of year where he's got a, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's going to prove something. Well, for Jones, for Lagesson, for Bear, this is kind of your make or break year because next year you're waiver eligible, man. Like, this is your shot to make a final impression because next summer if the Oilers look at you and go, well, we probably don't want to lose you on waivers, it might be you're shipped out of town. Like, for those three guys who are getting to that age, this is make or break time. Well, Russell's gone, so that obviously opens up fucking Caleb's spot. And the right side, just being as questionable as it is. To be clear, you're not saying Russell is gone. You're saying that he, you think he's going to be gone. Well, I, yeah, by this time next year, there's very little chance. You were saying that. upstairs you thought there's even a trade on the table for him now. I think, they, I think they're at least they have their foot out the door in, the, in that situation just because they once they said that Russell's going to be a left side, it takes the right side out of it. So now he's definitely not ahead of Nurse nor Clefbaum. And if, and if Caleb is what we think he is, Caleb could easily pass him just based on the fact that he can maneuver the puck out of the zone far better than him. Yeah, he's not going to lay down and block shots the same way. But if you're moving the puck out, you don't need that anymore. And then, so I can see them holding on to him right now just to see. And you've got to realize, you look at the, every GM in this league, they're going to bring in a guy like Chris Russell. He is Peach. a hockey... We should. He's a hockey guy. Pete Shirelli got a job, so. He's a hockey Anything guy. He's happen. a guy. He's your cow. You know, he's. If you could have moved him, you would have moved him already. If See, you could have moved him, you would have no, no, moved but, him without buying out Sekera. But to Rick's point there, you're, you, if you move him now, you're forcing your hand. Yeah. You're forcing but you can Caleb save Jones, him. If, forcing a, we'll see what happens in camp. We'll see what happens in preseason. Could have moved him before you bought out Sekera then and kept Sekera around. But I think I, they're so terrified that Sekera's going to take one hit and get blown up that that's where it is. That he's going to take one hit and that's and that's the end of him. And then all of a sudden you're in the exact same spot as you move Russell right now. Forced again. Yeah. I just with two more years still left on his deal, I 
I'm not buying that there's a Russell deal out there to just grab. I hope there is. I hope I'm wrong. And I'm even just... if there's not a deal out there right now, I think they're they're going to open the door to, to the possibility of moving them. Whereas, you know, this time last year, that door was firmly closed. These new guys come in. They say right away he's a left side. He's a left shot. He's got to play the left side. That puts him way back. And at $4 million, when you're going to have to sign all these new guys, Darnell's going to need a new contract next year. Yeah. You know? So now all of a sudden drop a four and a quarter for a guy who's making eight hundred and fifty when you know your the talent level is gonna be relatively the same as we saw ups and downs on them, but And as Bag Milk always says, everybody could use a cowboy. Absolutely. You know what I've been thinking about though, because we talked about how uh, everybody shows up to camp and they're in the best shape of their life. It reminds me of that story that came out about Jake Dotchin. Did I say <laughs> his last name right? Yeah, yeah. Jake Dotchin showed up to Tampa Bay Lightning camp thirty pounds overweight. That is fucking awesome. You literally had one job to do, bro, and you showed up way fast. Doesn't Bufflin do this every year? Yeah, but I, I feel like... He sheds it like he used to play, you know, in the 70s or something like that. <laughs> Walking up with, a, you know, like a 40 and a cigarette and, I just, all right, like, let's, get this, let's get the camp going here. I got to get it back in shape. So this was from September last year. Uh, Jake Dotchin showed up to Tampa Bay Lightning's camp 30 pounds overweight. Bob McKenzie said in this article that I'm reading that it could have been 35 pounds overweight. I just love that, man. <laughs> I love everything about that. We talk about guys being like, I'm the best shape of my life. And this guy rolls in. He's like, ah, I had a hard summer, you know? Dude, what do you think Phil looks like? What do you think Kessel looks like? Oh, because he's big dick swinging down in Phoenix now, too. So he's just like... but look at him like after a after a Stanley Cup year. <laughs> what do you think he looked like on day one of camp? Well, you know what? I like the VO two. He just got on the bike and he's like three or four spins around. He's like, yeah, well, you know they're what? Not last place, no problem. I'll go pop forty goals this year, and you guys can get you guys can worry about fucking my lungs. I don't give a shit. I can't wait until Phil Kessel retires. That dude is going to be he's, a good year blimp. Oh, dude! But his stories are going to be fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. You know what else is phenomenal, boys? The service and food that you can get from skipthedishes.ca. I bet Phil Castle uses skipthedishes.ca, even though he's in Phoenix. It's a long delivery wait, but I bet he uses it. Oh, you can probably no get problem. hot dogs on Skip the Dishes. I assume you can. Of course you can. If you are hungry, if you need nourishment, if you are feeling weak, head on over to Skip the Dishes and get something to eat. Maybe a nice curry, like I mentioned earlier. Tyler, you got something to say? Are you hungry? You're no, always hungry. No, do we want to get the Coombs hypothetical? Of course we do. All right, you're right. Why ready? are you pushing through my wow, ad? Jeez, he is pushing oh. through our sponsors' ad. Oh, I, no, I thought you were done. That's why you threw. It also, <laughs> I have to throw out to once again, week two in a row, we have these beautiful copy ads at the end of ads that you've created. Oh yeah, that's right. And you haven't played them. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. <laughs> you put, that guy has great hair. Tom Gazzola is very handsome. Sorry, finish your ad, bag milk. Uh, Tom Gazzola would like me to tell you about SkipTheDigit.ca. <laughs> you just made him a spokesperson. Absolutely, I did. Tom is a very, very avid user of Skip the Dishes. He is always hungry, and he is always fed. Thank you, SkipTheDigit.ca. Now we are going to get to Coombs Hypothetical. If you didn't know, if you don't remember, one Cameron Lewis is gallivanting around the UK right now, but he is still in the mix. He is still sending us hypotheticals. Tyler, what has he got? So imagine it's all the way back in January and Daryl Cates calls you into his office and Peter Chiarelli's just been fired and he says, all right, look, this is just the beginning. We are firing everybody. We're cleaning house. Bob Nicholson's getting fired. Everybody's getting fired. You are stepping into Bob Nicholson's role. And Cates says, okay, we're getting rid of the old boys club. 
we want a new boys club. So all the old Oilers 80s boys that are in front office roles are gone. And you, your job is to replace them and create a new boys Oilers front office. And the caveat is, is that it has to be all former Oilers that played after the 1980s. So you got to find yourself a GM, an assistant GM, a head scout, a coach, and all of that. But it all has to be former Oilers from after the 1980s. Who do you hire for what roles and why? I'm just gonna I'm gonna piss them off and go. The majority of all the old boys <laughs> players all played in the fucking 90s, so whatever. But Kevin I know that's not the point of it, it however. Yeah. All right, let's just start. Uh, we'll go through Cam's thing. You can tell he's been drinking Guinness a little bit. Oh, yeah. He was he was mumbly in there a little bit. He was half in the bag. A couple of JMOs. Cam's having JMOs. He was telling me he was at the Belfast Giants game. I don't know if we talked about this. We didn't. He was at the Belfast Giants game, and he was drinking double JMOs, and they were uh, 10... Pounds each, which is like 22 bucks. That's a heavy drink. I was going to say his arms are going to be jacked by the time he gets back here. <laughs> hey. He's pounding back 10-pound drinks. <laughs> like goddamn Vegas. Let's, saying, let's start with the coach. If you're going to pick a 90s or later. It's easy. Go oh, ahead, Tyler. You already got it's your Doug Wade. He's already out there. Yeah. No, he's already out there. And nope. your assistant is already out there as well. It's Mike Greer. Oh, nope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to steal the coach and go with somebody else. I'm Fairly certain he wore the Oiler jersey at least in camp and preseason. I'd assume he got a little bit of regular season there. But Rocky Thompson. Yeah, I don't mind that. He was an assistant yeah. coach at one point. Right. The head coach. He's an up-and-coming coach right now as yep. far as I... We got a staff. There you go. But the, Dan wants to throw a wrinkle in. The head coach is Igor Ulanov because he don't take no shit from anybody. He's okay. going to teach people how to block shots with his Sebastian Bissalion could be an assistant. Absolutely. Yep. A skills coach maybe. Player you know development. Well, we I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put Smitty as a as a like, oh, yeah, offensive exactly. coach just because. Yeah. Why not? You gotta. Why you not? gotta have Smitty. Um, um, but is there a G? Is there someone? Chris Parker. Oh yeah, there Chris you go. Chris Parker. I was gonna go Bill Garen. Bill Garen. Oh yeah, Billy Garen. Fuck. I don't mind Billy Garen, but I'm going off the board and gonna go with Chris Pronger as a guy that's not gonna get pushed around by a lot of people. Honestly, you can build a hell of a staff going like two thousands Oilers only. What about his wife? Chris Pronger. Go push around by his wife. Had to leave. Leave the city. Yikes. Change teams. <laughs> Allegedly, in history's opinion. Um, okay, so we've got our coach. We've got our GM. Goalie Donald, coach. Goalie Donald, coach? Billy. Goalie coach? Billy. Ranford? Ranford? Hey, oh, yeah. how about this for a goalie coach? Curtis Muka. Oh, I thought he was an emergency backup for like sure. two or three games, and yeah. now he runs a successful goaltending school in the city. All right, I'm going to go with Mike Morrison because he was great in the shootout. Yeah, but but Ranford can slip the puck onto the, like the cheater it's every time and then hand it to the ref. Got to go with Curtis Joseph. And then I will go with Roley because he could bat pucks out of the air like Mike no Pekka and Dwayne Rollison connection in the playoffs. Oh baby! All right, so great. we're working through this. We've got a coach, we got a GM, we got a goalie coach. Uh, we need a head scout. Tyler, what do you think for a head scout? Uh, Sean Horkoff or friend of the Real Life Podcast, Laddie Schmid. There's a couple good candidates right there, but Horkoff would be a legit one. So. I'm going to go with a guy that was successful at his junior career, but not the same offensive guru that he was back in the junior career. Daniel Cleary. A guy yeah. that could identify the, the diamonds in the rough and identify the guys that are a little overblown. He was, in fact, a diamond in the rough. I'm going to go with a, another guest of the Real Life Podcast. I know he's working on his coaching career right now, but I'm going to go with Kelly Bookmerger. Yeah, Bucky. Bucky would be a, a, good, a good guy to put there. I just He talks about, if you haven't listened to that interview, go back and listen to it. He talks about what it takes to be an NHL player, 
what he looks for in a player. It was just super interesting. He was a very interesting dude to talk to. Just to I piss off Coom, can we say Mac T? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I think my communications guy would be George the Rock. My communications guy oh. would be uh, <laughs> Mac T. <laughs> Why George the Rock? Uh, because he's you're a big fan of George the Rock's biggest guy. hits. I want to give him a job. Yeah, I'll you just want him back in the fold. How about how good would he be though? Like if you run a you run a negative piece on them and he just shows up at your door like, oh. Well, I heard he did that once or twice when he was a player. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there, there you go, right there. He's they, the Oilers have their new guy to run. Oh, the dude, team. come on, put a couple extra T-shirts on him, <laughs> put him in the stands, let him be the dancing guy. Turn Why into not? the dancing come guy. Oh, I'd watch that. Come I'd on. Watch that. All right, we need a team doctor, and since we can't pick Randy Gregg, this one's gonna get weird. <laughs> oh, it's got to be Sheldon Surrey. No, the guy who got the infection in his hand and. There's, but there has to be some oiler who has like a medical background now, right? Like someone's career had to have been cut short. He, t- he springs it up all the time. Strutty. Yeah, Okay. Jason Strudwick is now the team doctor. Congrats. We are moving through this. Is there any other positions that we're missing? Assistant GM. We need an AGM. Well, I think we kind of got We can do Garen and Pronger, I think. Oh, okay. yeah. Let them work together. I'm going to make up a graphic of this staff and get it out there. Okay. I think we should. I like this. Any other positions we're missing? Like main ones? I don't want to go through assistant coaches. No. Like and then, well, we kind of did that too, though. Yeah, I guess. We got Garen, and then we got Mike Greer and Rocky Thompson. Yeah. What about the director of fan experience at Rogers Place? Who would be able to show him a good time? What, now we're like, getting rid of Hunter? Is that what you're saying? Hunter is now are we, talking, are we talking about guys in charge of showing people a good time? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and getting the Stolian atmosphere. Torres. Stolian Torres. <laughs> <laughs> The atmosphere? Yeah. Stolian Torres. All go. right. I like it. You guys can look up the reason for that one on your own, allegedly. In yeah. Opinion. <laughs> Anybody else? Anything else? Nothing? No, I think we got our whole staff right there. How's that, Coom? Enjoy Ireland. I was fuck. expecting him to say something. I was like, oh, yeah, that was a recording. No, right now he is actually uh, <laughs> tweeting about the Vancouver Canucks. I saw that. So he is in the mix, but not in the mix. I want to talk about some rumors that are going around the NHL. Tyler, today, every Thursday, in fact, has the weekly rumor roundup. And the readers hate it. Yeah, yeah it's currently ranked 31%. It dropped 8 more percent? 31%. Tyler, is this rumor article is not going your way, pal. However... Have people commented as to why they hate it? No. No. That's the beauty of our new system. <laughs> no. Just the old There's zero no, on the Yelp, but no uh, constructive criticism behind it. There's yeah, no accountability right. for the readers anymore. They can just give you their full feedback and you don't get to see it. Not only that, you don't even have to have a nation account to vote on these articles. Oh, oh yeah. My God, this so you can just go in blind and you can vote on Tyler. You know what you can do? You can get a good VPN. You can roll that IP and absolutely sewer this article. You can vote down as many times as you want. I'm going to go ahead and vote down right now. Sad. We just, sad. Make, we just make sad Tyler's suggestions. With my sad vote now, Tyler, you were at 28% on your rumors article. He's right up there with the Connor McDavid unlikely to play in the preseason. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about some rumors, though, because Elliot Freeman on the amazing 31 Thoughts article that he does every week yeah. talks a little bit about Jesse Pugliarvi. Tyler, I know you're a big Pugliarvi guy. <laughs> what, what did uh, Freeman have for us? Uh, Friedman had two notes on the Oilers. He had some stuff in there about RNH on the 31 Thoughts podcast too. But the first one was that he heard some of the rumblings about uh, Patrick Marlowe potentially coming to Edmonton and he threw cold water on it. Said he doesn't see it as a fit. Personally, that doesn't surprise me at all. Why would Marlowe come here? Why would the Oilers want an older winger? If he could play in the top six, great. But he's 40 years old in a couple of days. 
He's not a top six winger anymore. He slowed down with the Leafs in the playoffs. So to me, the signing, that rumor never made sense. And Friedman kind of confirmed that it makes no sense. Unfortunate. It would have been nice to see Nuge like going over there and like he's like having Thanksgiving with yeah. Marlowe or whatever. Anyway. Um, and then the other one was the Yesa Puliyarvi thing. We're all sick of talking about it, but he said the Oilers had talked to Carolina and Tampa Bay, which again we've heard a hundred times. Julian Gauthier again was the name mentioned by Friedman from Carolina, and Alexander Volkov was the name mentioned from Tampa Bay. Um, of those two, which would you prefer? Volkov, I think he's not as big. He's six foot two, one hundred and seventy five pounds, um, but he's been a pointing. He was pointing game guy last year in the AHL. So if you can get a guy like that, I think you're looking at him. He's a right shot, I believe. No, he's a left shot, sorry. How old is he? Uh, I think he's 22. So, so he's younger, a young guy. Younger, he's a younger, younger guy. He's been in the AHL. Younger, he's check, been in the check, AHL. Check. Like, it, there's a reason that name makes sense, but Friedman says the Oilers couldn't get it to a spot where they felt comfortable. And to me, that, lead, that leads me to believe the Oilers wanted a pick or a conditional pick, and they just couldn't agree to terms on anything like that. So do you feel the Oilers are sitting back wanting a larger sum for him? Because that's what I'm getting. That's yeah, what the feeling that's what I'm, I'm getting, getting too. out of this. And I kind of like that. Yeah. That we're not just giving him away, you know, that oh, yeah. we expect something back in return. Pistol Pete would have pulled the trigger on any trade. Oh, Pistol Pete would have traded him for a fourth round pick months ago. Yep. You know it would have happened. Speaking of Jesse Pooley-Yarvey, we have the one and only Jay Downton is in Finland right now watching Jesse Pugliarvi play, or sorry, watch, past tense. And the only review I can find from Jay's Twitter account is, so far on my Finnish hockey scouting trip, Pizza Party hasn't done anything to stand out through one period. Trust Uncle Ken. Hold on, I've got, uh, so I asked about this as well. Uh, at the end of the game, I said, can we get a full scouting report, please? said, he didn't really stand out except for a breakaway he missed. Made a lot of nervous passes. Uh, this was his first game of the regular season. So then I came back and I asked them about his hips and if he was going back to his own end. Hips looked fine, always came back to help. To be fair to Jesse, he was playing his first game in front of Jay in years. <laughs> he was he shook his, his hand a couple of months ago. He was playing a great game in front of our friend Larvinen. So that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy, you know? It's tough. And Jay is a very harsh critic. So there's your Jesse Pugliarvi update from Tyler. Please Jay come back, in yes, Finland. Sir. Our streak is like 26 episodes in a row. We, we are going about. to talk about Jesse Pugliarvi until we're all dead. That's how mm -hmm. this podcast goes. Lastly, I just want to mention really quickly that we still have a few spots remaining on the nation trip to Vegas. That is February 25th, 27th. Get on this right now. You Trust need me. To go. It is a good time. It is a great time. So the day we get there, we're going to have a viewing party for the game against the Anaheim Ducks. The next night, we are going to the game against the Golden Knights. And it's we are a, on the all-inclusive party deck, which is probably one of the best deals in hockey that you free can Free Bud Lights and free hot dogs. It's a, late, it's a late start for the game, too. So we got a ton of time to put in a shift. Well, there's no sleeping in Vegas. Tyler, so. you're coming, right? Yeah. So this all-inclusive party deck, buddy? Yeah. I tipped the guy... It was like 20 bucks US, right, when I walked in, and he would not let me walk by without throwing two beers to me. Yeah. Wow. And it's not I like, was buckled. Like, people have really been to the Sportsnet Club, and they've been they've experienced the all-inclusive here. It's yeah. not Vegas. It's just not. I'm so like, excited. Well, Vegas it's, is Vegas, so no one's yeah. going to be there. But we're right beside, like, their, their the drum line and everything. So I, I stood there, and I liked to yell at games, and I liked to chirp. So I was having a great time going back and forth to them until we started losing, in which case I had to tail between the legs and go have a couple extra butt lights and hot dogs and shut up. But I can't wait to get back there because if we win, I'm going to let all those guys over there, right over there, know it's a great time. 
February 25th to 27th, go to nationgear.ca. We still have a few spots left. We sold out our first run. We released some more tickets. This is going to sell out and you are going to miss out. You don't want to miss out. I want to go ahead and thank Sherwood Ford and Skip the Dishes for making all this possible. I want to thank all of you for listening and please send your feedback about how we sound in the new podcast studio. Don't judge us too harshly. We're learning. But send them all to Tyler at Oilers Yeah, Tyler at OilersNation.com. Yeah. That's Tyler at OilersNation.com. Shout out Damien. That's all for episode 53. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast. Who's that second one? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.